Welcome to Romanticy, a podcast created by Dipsy. I'm your host, Faye Keegan. Maybe you're a longtime listener to Dipsy, in which case, hi, welcome back. But if not, Dipsy is an app for short, sexy audio stories. We create spicy audio content specifically for women. And when I say specific, I truly mean specific. We are obsessed with crafting the best possible, spiciest, hottest content for our listeners. And that means we have to care about every single detail in the stories we produce. That means everything from the dialogue to the actor to the ambient sound bed in the room to the sound of a door clicking behind you. Everything is crafted and designed to turn women on. When we started Dipsy five years ago, we not only wanted to create content specifically for women, we also wanted to create stories that were very realistic, that portrayed an aspirational version of reality. We wanted to tell stories that could actually happen to our listeners in their real lives. And we did that because we thought it was important. We didn't think having pleasurable, joyful, sexual experiences was an unrealistic fantasy. We thought it was something that women should expect in their real lives. And after four years of exclusively making spicy stories that could happen to you in your real life, we started playing around in the fantasy genre. And It has been so fun. And we started with vampires. And then we went to Greek gods and goddesses. And then uh, werewolves and fae. And it's been some of the most successful, exciting, spiciest content we've ever made. And people have been loving it. Not only have these fantasy stories been absolutely eaten up by our listeners and so successful... They've also just been an absolute blast to create. We are such big fans of the genre here at Dipsy. A lot of us read uh, Court of Thorns and Roses as like a gateway drug into romance in 2021. And we were just dying to dip our toe into this universe of storytelling. Moving out of reality and into fantasy has allowed us to take some of these dynamics that we know work really well in aspirational reality and kind of blow them up and exaggerate them in fantasy. The kind of things that as storytellers we can explore in an enemies-to-lovers story when those enemies-to-lovers are lab partners versus those enemies-to-lovers are Hades and Persephone is just dramatically different. And it's been really invigorating creatively to explore these new stories and also has just led to the creation of some of our hottest content ever. So in this podcast, we will be dropping episodes from some of our most successful fantasy series. But if you can't wait to hear the rest of it, or you want to explore the hundreds of other stories we have available, you can download the Dipsy app right now, available on the App Store or Play Store. And you can get 30 days free to our unlimited library of content by going to dipsystories.com slash romanticy. So that's D-I-P-S-E-A-S-T-O-R-I-E-S dot com slash romanticy, R-O-M-A-N-T-A-S-Y, to get 30 days free. So for each season of the Romanticy podcast, we'll be dropping a fantasy series from Dipsy, and we're going to start out with Wings of Winter. In Wings of Winter, Rowan, a fae prince, 
lives in the land of Aurora, which is basically locked in a perpetual winter. And the four different realms of Aurora, elves, witches, fae, and human, can compete every year in a contest called the Gleaning to win for their realm a summer. Otherwise, they continue to be locked in this perpetual winter. The whole story takes place in Rowan's voice and from his perspective, and he's telling the story to you, the listener, but you are also a participant in the game. So you're a character in the story. You're the human who has entered, even though no human has ever won before, and Rowan's recounting the story to you. It is a really interesting style. It's totally unique. It's extremely immersive and just like incredibly hot. I don't want to give anything else away. Uh, No spoilers here, please. So without further ado, I present to you episode one of Wings of Winter. As a reminder, the rest of the series is available right now on the Dipsy app. If you can't wait till next week, use promo code ROMANTASY, R-O-M-A-N-T-A-S-Y, to get 30 days free or keep tuning in here. So here it is, episode one of Wings of Winter. It was the opening night of the gleaning and all the competitors were gathered in my father's dining hall. Moonlight filtered in through stained glass and glinted off of gilded columns. The long tables were piled high with succulent roasts, stews, and braided breads. One might expect the mood to be jovial, but we all knew it for what it was, a fattening before the slaughter. For some, this would be the last meal of their lives. It wasn't always like this, of course. There was a time before the gleaning and endless winter. 100 years ago, Aurora was a realm with four seasons. You humans with your short and fragile lives only know of them from stories told to you by your elders. But with each retelling, the memory is further dulled. You'll never know the taste of a dragon plum bursting on your tongue, or hear the haunting melodies of a harvest festival in the forest, to have only ever known a long and bitter cold season. I admit, I do pity you. Of course, I understand why the king made his choice to cast our realm into a perpetual winter. I do. My father, despite our differences, is a smart man. And of course, all the creatures of Aurora have their own version of the story. The elves, the witches, the humans like you, even the fae like me. I know you see the king as cruel and unjust, but winter was not punishment for the kingdom of Aurora. It was a careful rebalancing. The four peoples were warring, the witches with the elves and fae with each other, and the humans, well, they were fighting amongst themselves. Fruit left too long on the vine goes rotten, and Aurora, with its long springs and summers, was rotting. Its citizens became ungrateful and unruly. Winter was a way of keeping order, but our king wanted to make sure his people thought his ways were fair. So he announced a competition. The Gleaning. Thirty nights of challenges designed to test the strongest of warriors and most cunning of minds. The reward for the winner, a return of seasons for their region for one year. One competitor from each kingdom of Aurora sent to the royal palace to compete. 
Most who enter do not return. I filled my goblet again and surveyed my competition. I had no intention to die. I intended to win. I stood a fair chance too. Fae were the biggest of Aurora's immortals, and I was among the strongest of the lot. I towered over all four of my brothers, and years of war had given the gift of a warrior's body. And of course, the stakes of the gleaning were different for me. Inside the royal court, we still had seasons. It was customary for a royal fae to enter regardless. There were many witches, lithe and tall. They looked more like dancers than warriors, but to underestimate them would be a dangerous miscalculation. They were as fast and spry as cats, and their magic rivaled my own. Ah, an old friend, Hawthorne. Her hair was unmistakable red as embers and braided into a thick plate. A powerful witch. We had fought side by side during the Thousand Year War, but we were allies, not friends. When I was struck by a poison sword, she saved me by brewing a thistle tincture. I owed her my life. My back was still marked by the silver scar, but it had been lifetime since I'd seen her last. She swept towards me, her robes moving like water as she glided across the floor. We would discuss strategy when we had a moment alone. If you were wise, you used the dinner to determine your allies. Of course, there could only be one winner, but the beginning of the competition was often a bloodbath and without alliances, you would likely not survive. She left the room, and I noticed a few heads turning. Hawthorne was undoubtedly beautiful, a potent mixture of softness and strength, and her lips were always as red as crushed summer fruits. I scanned the other side of the room. There were many fae competitors, too some from the far-reaching mountain regions in the realm. One in particular I had heard of, Orion. Rumor of his strength had reached the royal court. There was story that he had killed a dragon with only a dagger and bow. I not believed it until I saw him in the flesh. He was more bolder than man, a mountain of a creature. His ego seemed to match his physical size, too. He pulled his dagger out from the sheath on his belt and was showing it to the gaggle of fairies surrounding him, no doubt telling the story of how he killed the dragon. I watched as he turned and caught his reflection in a gilded mirror and smirked. Orion was an oaf, but an oaf that was strong enough to kill me if I wasn't careful. And then I saw something I couldn't believe. You, a human, standing next to Orion. He was nearly double your size. You nodded along with the fairy warriors gathered around him as he told his tale. I thought at first I had drunk enchanted mead. That I was seeing something that wasn't real. An illusion or a glamour of sorts. Humans were eligible to join the gleaning, of course but only the most foolish of them had ever entered. It was hopeless. They had no magic and their weapons were powerless against all magical creatures, fae, witches, and elves. And yet, there you were, 
a human woman in fine battle leathers talking with Orion. He laughed, and I half expected the wine to spill from your glass. The sound was as loud as the rumbling of an earthquake. You only smiled broadly in response, serenely, as if tomorrow would not be the last day of your life. No human had ever made it beyond the first challenge. Curious, very curious. I wondered if you were not what you seemed. Perhaps you were a halfling. Rare, but not impossible. When mortals and immortals coupled, sometimes their offspring had powers. The humans that lived among the Fey at court were not warriors. The humans that we brought to our court were here as lovers and mistresses. Here, they could spend a brief moment in their short lives outside of their wintry realm. Until, of course, the Fey that brought them there inevitably tired of them. Sometimes, rarely, these unions produced halflings. And I'd heard myths of these halflings having minor powers, but it had been many decades since that had been true. But if you were a halfling with powers, you might stand a chance. Surely not to win, but perhaps you would survive. I meant to go talk to you when I saw your hand reach for Orion's shoulder. Were you flirting with him? I guess that was one way to make allies. You would need the protection of a powerful fae to make it to tomorrow night. You were reaching for his dagger with your other hand. I thought you were unwise to enter. But now I knew you were insane. Attempting to steal the dagger of one of the strongest fae in the room. Doing such sleight of hand in front of the crowd of fairies listening to his tale. It was a death wish. I braced myself for the fight, the magic in each of my muscles uncurling and expanding, filling me with strength. And then, and then there was nothing. You silently slipped the dagger out of his sheath and strode confidently out the courtyard, arousing no suspicion from those around you. Had thought you a soldier in your battle leathers, but perhaps you were a thief or a gambler taking risks like that. Great gods, I've never been much interested in mortals with your illnesses, weak minds, and petty drama, but you... I had to know who you were, so I followed. I snuck out to the courtyard, trying not to attract attention as I left the hall. I rounded the corner, expecting to see you, but instead, I felt the cool edge of a dagger against my neck. Don't move. You hissed. Or what? I laughed. I'll kill you before the competition starts. I grasped the dagger and spun quickly so the sharp metal was pressed against your neck and my other hand was wrapped against your waist. I hid it well, but the moment I saw your face, something shifted inside me. I sensed the magic in my bones and muscles quivering, aching for some kind of motion. What were you? Let go of me, you gasped. Not until you tell me what you are, I said. I'm a human. I don't believe you. Why not, you whispered. Because you're making my magic act up, I said. That's not unusual for a man. Perhaps you're just attracted to me. 
You laughed. I'm not. I lied. Of course not. You smirked. A door slammed open and we both tensed. It was surely Orion looking for you. We didn't have time to run. His footsteps thundered on the cobblestone. I didn't relish the idea of him killing you, and the thought of it made my magic snap to attention again. Curious, my mind jumped to how I could protect you. An inexplicable instinct. A stupid instinct, really. Only stupidity would pit me against Orion, especially at a dinner where my only goal was to acquire allies. Powerful allies, not weak human strays like you. I dropped the dagger from your throat and held it hidden between our bodies, pressing my chest against yours. Where are you? Orion boomed. You froze and I wrapped you up into my arms. Perhaps it was a bad plan, but maybe if Orion thought you were mine, he would continue his search for his dagger elsewhere. He would not expect such thievery from me and would be unwilling to pick a fight with the king's son before the competition even began. And if I marked you as mine now, that protection would extend to you, at least temporarily. As long as he didn't see the dagger still pressed tightly between us, he rounded the corner and I grabbed your face. Your eyes widened and narrowed as you instantly caught on to my plan. You pushed further into me and turned your chin up, bringing your lips to mine, accepting, perhaps reluctantly, the protection I was offering you. I kissed you hard and my magic exploded from deep inside of me and simmered right under the surface of my skin. I'd never felt something like this before. And while you may have accepted my kiss purely for practical reasons, you now were undoubtedly indulging in it. Your pulse quickened for different reasons entirely. Your tongue explored my mouth while your fingers found their way into my hair. And my magic sang in my veins as it never had before. What were you? <laughs>